Good afternoon and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is, I guess it's the 9th. It's a very snowy day in the Midwest and soon to be snowy elsewhere. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Walmart's dead in a doornail today, which is understandable, considering that uh, there's anywhere from four to six or seven inches of snow on the ground. Uh, very, very heavy snow. If you were to out make a snowman, you could make the most awesome snowman ever with the snow that we have today. And the temperature is supposed to bottom out. It's uh, or the bottom's supposed to fall out as the weather clears out, as is typical of the case. And so finally, winter is arriving for real. You're not listening for the weather report, though. A um, couple things I wanted to talk about. I was listening to Glenn Beck yesterday on uh, Triumph uh, XM radio. And he had hosted, a, well, had a debate with Stu's counterpart on the pros and cons of Francisco Franco, who was the dictator of Spain who led the military in a civil war uh, to uh, essentially establish a fascist dictatorship. The only thing that you can say about Franco that was positive is he was anti-communist. But Hitler was anti-communist too. And while you can you can talk about the fact that Hitler uh, stated that he was new, that Franco was neutral. He wasn't really neutral. There's uh, you can go and look up uh, La División Azul or Azul if you were to say it in proper Spanish, um, a Spanish military division that was sent to aid Hitler, amongst others. Hitler actually provided a lot of war materials for Franco and his army uh, when they fought against the Republic and the Royalists, the Communists essentially, because uh, the Communists were supporting them. George Orwell supported the Communist side, as did many Americans, uh, Ernest Hemingway being one of them. Um, But the reason that they had this discussion about Franco is because there's a lot of people that would, that are saying, oh, if we only had somebody like Franco on the right. And this is something that's very dangerous. Um, this is how you know somebody's a real conservative or not. I mean, and what their conservatism actually means. You know, because you the left is, is taking more and more power, is absorbing more and more power. They're now starting to, you know, they're now trying to keep... Um, opposition off the ballot, which is true, they are. Um, they're trying, they have tried to suppress opposing viewpoints. They would love to be able to shut down um, um, journal, journalistic outlets that uh, do not advance the state narrative. They would love to do that. I mean, Obama made no no. He didn't. He didn't try to cover that up. And I know that Biden would want to do the same. Except for the problem is, 
is that they're almost now too big that but at the same time they've also kind of crossed over you have the uniparty um, which we've talked about in washington dc with the the dc republicans uh, not really all that opposed to the uh, dc democrats and one thing they have in common is that both sides hate their base i mean nobody is nearly as racist as a democrat of course um the anti-Semitism that's sprouting everywhere is is just a sight to behold. You know, they talk about, well, Blinken yesterday was talking about, Secretary of State Blinken, talking about a two-state solution. You know, Israel has offered numerous times since the establishment of Israel or the recognition of Israel by the UN in 1948, Israel has offered the world to the Palestinians in exchange for peace. And every single time they've been bitten for it. Now, they're talking about these terrorist acts, and and the bottom line is this. You know, they're saying, well, Israel needs to be a little bit more careful about how it handles civilians. It's for heaven's sakes, this is a war. Do you think the Allies dropped leaflets over Dresden in World War II saying that they were going to bomb? No. And yet Israel does that. Israel sends out text messages. And what does Hamas tell? Do they point a gun at your head and say, if you follow what that text says, I'm going to put you out of your misery. That's the kind of government that they have. Now, you know, they, 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 here back in the United States, I know I'm all over the place. You know, I mean, it, let me focus with Israel for just a second, get rid of, get over that and done. The time for the two state, two state solution is past. You may not know that there's a number of Israeli Arabs, citizens, uh, full participating citizens in Israeli. Uh, society and government who are Arabs, who are Muslim. Do you know that for the vast majority of the world, you know, if you're a refugee from a war or something like that, that your children cannot claim to be a refugee? You know, once you uh, are uh, a refugee and you're in a different country than your own, your children grow up, those children are not considered refugees unless they're Palestinians. Um, that's why you have the problem you have. And the bottom line is this, no Arab nation wants them. Egypt says no. Jordan says no. Syria says no. None of them want anything to do with the Palestinians. Because they're nothing but trouble. They have been bred to hate. And we see this very same thing happening here in the United States. You know, anybody, they talk about systemic racism. And while you can definitely point a finger and say, well, it looks like the people are being given the short shaft because of race. Well, here's the deal. These failed schools are run by Democrats. These failed schools often are run by minority 
people of color, Democrats. These failed schools in these big cities receive more money for pupil than schools in, in rural fill-in-the-blank. Twice or three times as much money as some places. And so what happens? So these kids graduate, they can't read. Did you know, by the way, in Baltimore, that of 17 of the 36 Baltimore uh, high schools, not one person, senior, tested, proficient at grade level for reading or mathematics, not one person. We're not talking about 1%. We're talking about not one person in 17 of Baltimore's 36 high schools. How are we setting those people up for life? They can't even read. They can't even do basic math. So they're doomed by their school district and by implication the city and state where they reside. They're doomed to being a perpetual member of the underclass. And they're put there by Democrats, progressives, if you will. The Republicans have made a deal, apparently, although we haven't seen it yet, uh, to for spending throughout through the rest of the fiscal year, probably through December of 24, so that they don't have to deal with this either right before the election or right after it. We don't know the details. Mike Lee, senator from Utah, an awesome person, by the way, awesome senator, points out the obvious. They were supposed to see the bill yesterday. They didn't. So what they're going to do, they're going to hold it back. They're going to hold it back until they're about to run out of money. And then they're going to say, here it is. You have to vote for it or you're going to be voting against the government spending or the government. you're going to be voting for a government shutdown. The House Freedom Caucus is not going to be on board. Some of them may end up voting for it. But I doubt it. This is going to be something that the Democrats are going to have to carry across the finish line. That's tragic. Joe Biden's campaign, um, you know, if you remember, well, you wouldn't remember, but you may have read in history books what is left of history anyway. FDR and one of his fireside chats and speeches said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, Rush Limbaugh, the late Rush Limbaugh on his show, he frequently said, the only thing that Democrats have to offer is fear itself. And he's absolutely 100% correct on that. And nowhere was it more obvious than President Biden's speech last Friday in Valley Forge where he said that if you're a Trump supporter, now he said Trump, of course, but by implication, 
if you don't support Joe Biden, then you are evil. If you don't support Joe Biden, you want a dictatorship. That the only way we can save the democracy is if Joe Biden is reelected. Now, mind you, this was a Ukrainian-style democracy, you know, where there is no opposition party, where there is no opposition press, where there is any church that speaks out against the government is squelched. That's the kind of democracy that Joe Biden wants. You know, North Korea is called the Democratic Republic of Korea. See, they all want the same kind of democracy, which is no democracy. I posted a a thing, and I might go try to find it off of Facebook and repost it again. Uh, A a map, an electoral college map, where libertarians and perhaps uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., RFK Jr., they focus, instead of trying to focus on a national campaign, they focus on states where maybe they can actually win And, of course, the theory, and this is something that uh, the Lib espoused uh, during the 2016 campaign for Gary Johnson, which Gary Johnson tried to run a national campaign, and that was going to be hopeless, um, was to take enough states off the table to force the election into the House of Representatives where regardless of how many members there are, each state gets one vote in the House. And it wouldn't take very many states to do that. You know, you think of these states that are frequently in play. um, Well, now, Arizona, um, Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin... You know, these are states that Trump won and then Biden mysteriously won in 2020. But let's presume that they are equally unhappy with either choice. And so they were to actually go and select a uh, third-party candidate. Extremely unlikely, I know, and it's always risky voting for a third-party candidate, right? Good night. I will. And so... But if enough states were to roll over like that and deprive either candidate of 270 votes, then it goes to the House of Representatives. And then, while it's unlikely that the third party candidate, whoever it is, could win the election, they would have enormous power. and how to sway the vote. There, you only need 26 votes. I'd talk about the border, but it's pointless. Uh, the Republican, you know, they say, we want comprehensive reform. I said, no. You know, and they're, they're 
working on articles of impeachment for Mayorkas, there's one question that they should ask Mayorkas is, are you executing the plans of this administration? I mean, are you conducting your affairs, the border affairs, in accordance with the desires of the Biden administration? Because if that's the case, I mean, Mayorkas should have the courage to say, you know, Mr. President, this violates Article 4 of the Constitution, which says that we'll secure the borders and resign, is what he should have done. So he's every bit as complicit, and he should be impeached. But in reality, the failure to to secure the borders, because I guarantee you that if you went after Biden for this, he'd throw Mayorkas under the bus in a heartbeat. Republicans need to stop talking, and they need to start doing. Yes, they have a razor-thin majority in the House. doesn't matter. Vote the articles. Note who doesn't vote for them. Put the Democrats on record as saying, no, the border's fine. Put them on the record. It's not rocket science. There's a lot of danger coming up this year. Try to see some sunshine wherever you are. Try to be the sunshine wherever you are. It's easy to be down and depressed. Is it wonder so many people have anxiety? It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate these times. But try to look as best as you can. It's Snake River Lib. Have a wonderful day.